Aftershark MMA Show. This is Jim the Podcast Sherpa from Too Many Podcasts, and you've got a ringside seat to the Mark the Shark MMA Show. Let's get ready to podcast! Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. To me, we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest hosts. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the Click the Support button found at anchor.fm slash Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark spelled with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA Show Facebook page. Page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action thriller suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com, and paperback version only on BarnesandNoble.com, and the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorta. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on Amazon.com and paperback format on both Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. Hi everyone out there, this is Mark the Shark. Are you a small business owner with tech support needs but don't necessarily need a full-time IT person on staff? Well, look no further than Alpha Network Solutions. They provide a variety of services, including server monitoring, desktop support, PC repairs, as well as firewall administration, as well as providing VPN network solutions to those who need to work from home during this COVID period. Give them a call at 973-826-2219. Again, that's 973-826-2219. Hey, what's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show. All right, everybody, we're back on the show today. I got a special guest who hasn't been on the show in a while, Master Stephen Lynn. Just so you guys know, we're live. He's actually uh, at his business right now. So if you guys are in Rockaway, feel free to stop by. What's the name of your restaurant again, Steve? Cheeks, Chicken, and Waffles. Yeah, Cheeks, Chicken, and Waffles. If you live in Rockaway, New Jersey, they got great food. 
All right, so today we're going to do something different. Normally, when I, um, we do USC recaps, we talk about the main event. But today, we're just going to talk a little bit about the prelims. Uh, we want to take get Steve's intake on it since he, he watched more of the prelim fights than I did. So, so Steve, what's going on today? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah. So what did you think of the prelims? Well, I caught that Jim Miller fight. No, he's a local guy, so that was uh, definitely a fight I had interest in watching. Okay. And fortunately, yeah, he did. He did. I don't know if you watched it, but he did lose. So. Yeah, yeah, that was actually the one, one of the fights I did catch on the prelims. I think me and you were on at the same time. So, I mean, what'd you think of his performance overall on that particular fight? He has a tendency to get kind of out muscle sometimes, and that's what happened there. The guy was strong, athletic, and I mean, Jim had some success in the first round. Eventually, you know, that after that strength and power is just too much, and you kind of see he kind of wilted as the fight went on. Got stuck in bottom. And even though he does have a good guard, you know, he's got a couple of submissions off his back. They're, they're, he's kind of like Anthony Pess. He can, he can tap you off his back, but he also has a tendency to get kind of stuck down there and grind it out. And that's what happened. Huh. I mean, you think he's at the right weight class, though, right? You don't think he should. You think he should be going lower in weight, or or do you think that's the right weight class for him? I think he's about he's five eight. I probably think he walks around one seventy five. So maybe he could make one forty five, but it would probably the effects of that would probably offset any sort of. He'd probably be so weak. It would, it would offset offset any sort of strength advantage that, or size advantage that he would have at lower weight class. Yeah. So he went the total distance with uh, Vince Pitchhole. And did you catch the Felisa Herrick fight versus uh, Mirna? I did not know. Okay. Did you catch Danny Chavez? No. <laughs> yeah, just so everybody know, Felicia Herring, um, she got submitted by an armbar in the first round. And then... Um, T.J. Brown got defeated by Danny Chavez uh, in round number three. Uh, it went the full distance. He lost by unanimous decision to Danny Chavez. And then Lavina Souza defeated Ashley Yoder um, in round number three by unanimous decision. So are there any other UFC events that you're looking forward to this year, Steve? I think they, they finally have uh, John Jones' fight coming up, right? Oh, is it, really? Uh, Who's he supposed to fight? Paul Costa? Or is it uh, Paul Costa's fighting someone? I'm assuming it's John Jones, right? Or is it Israel? I don't remember. I don't know. I think he's fighting no, Israel, right? They're Israel. not going to put him up against Israel, are they? I haven't heard about that. I know he has some sort of fight. He has some sort of fight coming up. So. Huh. Let me see. Let me see if I can find that out. Hold on. John Jones. I know Ryan Bader's fight in Bellator. I don't know if you've been following uh, Bellator lately. Uh, let me see. I don't see anything in there. So you heard he's supposed to fight who again? John Jones is supposed to write Israel or now? No, uh, Paul, Paul Acosto. 
Paulo Costa. Costa. Now, Paulo Costa, I think, is supposed to be fighting Israel. Yeah, that must be it. Yeah, that's probably what I'm yeah, thinking of. Then. Yeah, not John Jones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so what do you think? What do you, what are, you, are you excited about that fight, or you think that's going to be a good one? That's that's uh. You're asking me what events are coming up, and that's the only one I can think of. I'm actually not really sure what's the next one. So. Yeah, I think the next the next UFC event. I'm sure they got one is. Twenty uh, second, which is this weekend. Looks like Frankie Edgar is fighting. He's fighting uh, uh, Pedro. Pedro Munoz. Yeah. Munoz. What do you What do you think about that one? You think uh, Frankie Edgar is gonna take that one or no? I mean, they both got pretty good boxing. I think Frankie at this point in his career, he's taking a lot more damage. He's been so Pedro's not. He is a. He's got a couple of guillotine choke finishes. I think some, I think he knocked out Cody Gambrand too, but I mean Cody yeah. has a pretty bad chin. But I think he's probably yeah. I guess uh, I don't know if Frankie's gonna mix in some of his wrestling or whatever, but or he's yeah. just a straight or if he's just gonna straight box. And you also got uh, Open Saint Crew fighting on the fight, Alonzo Minifield. I don't know too much about Alonzo, but I know Saint Crew was was doing pretty good since he moved up in weight class. I'm assuming he's going to stay at that same weight class. Have you heard of that other opponent or no? No. No. I even know who OSP is fighting. So. Yeah. Yeah, they got a lot of fighters now. Since they went to ESPN, it seems they're like – it's a lot more um, – I, I would say the term would be new blood as opposed mm -hmm. to veterans. I think they're trying to save the veterans more uh, – or pay-per-view events, whereas for the regular fight night events, um, it seems like it's more, you know, new guys on the block type fighters. And then uh, the next big one after that is September. Uh, I don't even, you got Alistair Overeem is fighting, Augusto Sakai, yeah, and then that's pretty much it. I don't know if uh, I don't know if Connor's supposed to be fighting or not. I haven't heard anything about I that. He's retired. Isn't he retired? I don't know. They kept he kept saying that he wanted to fight, but now I don't know, man, because he's got that. You, you were telling me the other day that his his whiskey business is doing pretty good, right? Yeah, I thought it's worth twenty two million. That's what I heard. Yeah, so who knows? And then I don't know what the deal is with Masvidal, because he said he was leaving the UFC. Then I heard he was fighting in the UFC, but I don't know who he's fighting. Actually, didn't he just fight? I think I missed that one. Didn't he just fight for the belt, Masvidal? What, the Nate Diaz one? No. That was last year, right? No, 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 no. Didn't he step in? Oh, he fought, uh, he fought uh, the... The champ. He fought the the Nigerian guy, yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Come on, yeah, Usman, 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 yeah, Usman, yeah. 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 Short notice. Yeah, it was a short notice one. Yeah, so look, look, like I'm looking at these fights, man, that are coming up. I really, it just seems like the, a lot of them are just the average Joes, man. You know, whereas Bellator, 
you know, they got they seem to be putting more to the veterans. Like you got Ryan Bader's fighting uh, UFC 244, which is coming out this weekend. I think on a Friday. Fighting in uh, Connecticut, uh, along with Julia Budd, who's a veteran. Roy Nelson's fighting. <laughs> so you got a couple of veterans there. But hopefully, and hopefully, uh, the UFC picks up, picks up some good fights. I honestly think that this uh, Cormier fight was probably the last good one for the year, to be honest with you. I mean, um, that's what it seems like. I can't, I, when I'm looking at the calendar, I really don't see any good ones. At least not like in the next month or so. But I guess only the future will tell, you know. I guess that's it for today. This was a short wrap. Well, guys, uh, we'll take a break after the short break, and then we'll come back with the rest of the recap with UFC 252 with Zane. So stay tuned for that. So there's more to come on this podcast. But we'll be back after this short break. Hi, everyone. Harrison Shaws has a new book called The Last Viking of Norway. It's a story about a Viking named Ragnar. Ragnar must fight to ensure his grandfather enters the halls of Valhalla. He will have to test the sincerity of an old legend and in doing so, test his own resolve in answering the old question, can the actions of one man still matter? The Last Viking of Norway is available now on Amazon.com. Hi everyone, this is Mark the Shark, Retorto. Just want to make sure that everyone's following me, not only here on this podcast, but on my new live show that's hosted on Twitch. You can watch it at twitch.tv slash show, And that's Mark with a C and not a K. And I air a new episode every Saturday. So check it out. Are you a fan of the Mark the Shark MMA show? Are you looking for some swag? Check us out on the web at www.marktheshark.mmashow.com where we sell t-shirts, hoodies, crop tops, hats, beanie hats, anything you want. Check it out. Are you also looking to become a guest on the show and be interviewed by me, Mark the Shark Retorto? Well, go to the website and sign up as a guest. Are you looking to become a sponsor? Go to the website. Sign up. Take advantage of the wild range growth of the sport of MMA and be have your business and service advertised to millions of listeners that listen to this podcast every week worldwide from everywhere. Check it out. www.marktheshark.mmashow.com Recording. All right, guys, we're back on the show. Hey, we got Zane back on. Go over last night's UFC, UFC 252. What's going on, Zane? How you doing? I'm good. It was a uh, it was a couple of good fights. Uh, I really wish that the main event was a little bit more definitive, but uh, still, I feel in all, uh, it was pretty enjoyable. And yeah, I'm sure we got a lot to talk about. 
Yeah. All right. Let you, let's start, I guess, with the first fight on the card with uh, John Dudson um, fighting uh, Marie. Oh, I don't even know how to say that last name. <laughs> yeah, they get a little bit difficult. But um, I felt it was a, a smart fight by um, – well, I, I think Dotson, he, he tried, but, but he was a little bit, uh, I guess, hesitant in, you know, trying to take, uh, what's his name, Daniel? Yeah, the opponent's name was? Uh, uh, Pen, Pendetta, Pen, uh, Penetta. Marab uh, is his first name. <laughs> I don't know how to say that last name. The Valishville, I don't know. He, he changed with Matt Sarah. So... Oh, oh, okay. Wait, I, I was actually getting the wrong person. Um, but, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Marab. So, sorry, I was actually looking at the name. So, uh, but John uh, Dotson, he's he's super fast and athletic. And as you can tell, you know, watching the fight, he was extremely difficult to to hold down or at least to take down. And guy is like a cat. And with someone who's so, I guess, naturally athletic, he – he kind of ran into a wall with, I guess, what, you know, that kind of herky, a little bit herky-jerky uh, style the other guy had. Yeah, um, Dotson's very fast. But but yeah. he's very, he's kind of also traditional. Like some people who come in unorthodox or uh, herky-jerky or just, you know, kind of, um, they don't have maybe like the smoothest boxing punch and very traditional you know, when, when you come in and you have no idea, you know, where the punches are going and he just moves around and the guy is, guy's built like a tank. Um, that guy, um, Harab, I mean, he's just built like a tank. I don't know how he makes uh, that weight. It's just yeah, incredible. He looks like huge compared to Dodson. He looked, right? like, he looked like he was 155 pounds. He was definitely just a big guy. And, you know, it seems like, all right, he'll get one or two punches in. But then now he presses you up against the wall, tries to take it. Just a grueling, grueling fight, I felt, for, for Dotson to, you know, to, to kind of come back to. What I feel that he should have done, uh, Dotson, is to, you know, keep those punches in his face. I mean, obviously the guy can move. So, yeah. he, but, you know, I think a message all, all across the board to every fighter is you have to take the fight. You can't step back and, you know, kind of point fight or, you know, you can't just wait for the fight to come to you. You have to, you know, take the initiative and you have to take control and you have to set the pace. And I think judges and other fighters, when they see someone pressing forward, setting the pace, getting in your face, uh, choosing where the fight goes, you know, they're going to lean toward that person and give them the victory. Yeah, that's true. And what do you think of the uh, next fight with uh, Daniel Pineda and Herbert Burns? I mean, there was a lot of grappling going on in that one. Well, I don't know if you remember, but Burns, uh, well, I mean, I, I'm sure you do know this, Mark. I mean, he has the relationship where he's the younger brother of a former, I think he, uh, title uh, contender, right? Uh, was it um, was it his older brother that was a title contender? Was that I correct? You thinking of Gilbert Burns? I don't know if they're related. Are they related? 
They did. There, I, I think that might be the younger brother. Oh, so that explains why there was a lot of grappling going on. Totally, well, totally I mean, got uh, pounded out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the guy is decorated. I mean, they say that he's like, uh, I don't know if he's a world champion, but I think he's decorated in the jiu-jitsu world. And I think you can tell that from the way he was fighting. He was very, like when he actually got the other guy down, uh, that, that guy, uh, Daniel, when he got him down at some point, he wasn't ground and pounding him. His style was more, I'm just going to stay very, very close and, you know, do traditional jujitsu. The yeah. other guy, the other guy, I think was a little bit more, he incorporated some MMA style into uh, that fight. Uh, but sometimes yeah. that's what happens. You get a high level jujitsu guy and they're like, I don't need to punch. All I need to do is what I do best and I'll win the fight there. But he was unable to. Uh, yeah. I don't. Also, Burns came in heavy. Did you know that? No, no. He <laughs> I lost didn't realize that at all. Well, no, it's okay. He lost the fight, number one. And that end, because he was heavy, the other guy got 20% of his purse. Oh, he didn't make weight. I didn't catch he didn't, that. He didn't make weight. He came in heavy, yeah. So wow. it was, I think it was like three or four pounds. But still, you know, number one, it shows, hey, you're supposed to be professional enough, especially having a relative who was, uh, you know, high-level competitor in the UFC. You should be used to this stuff before. But maybe the guy was, you know, it shows professionalism, number one. And then I think that he also looked a little bit soft, I felt. I mean, he was in better shape than I was. But coming into, you know, UFC, you better be ripped. You better be tight. And I feel the, the lighter weights, it's just uh, expected that everyone just looks like they, yeah. you know, that they just there stepped out. There was a lot of grappling going on, though. Well, well the thing, there, the there was, I think it was, it was pretty even, I felt, as far as stand-up and grappling. I mean, there was uh, and all, I, I actually felt that there was a very decent amount of grappling. It was just that yeah. these guys kind of canceled each other out a little bit, but the but but Daniel was able to say, "All right, you might be slightly higher than me, but I'm gonna punch and I'm gonna soften yeah. you up." Because the guy came in, I think Burns came in soft, uh, not soft. I would say he came in a little bit softer than maybe he should have, a little bit less in shape, and maybe he was too too confident. I don't know. But I actually enjoyed the fight a lot. I felt it was a very high-level fight. And, whoops. And I, I just, uh, I think that it went to the fighter that was more ready. And, you know, I think that he was able to take the fight out of Burns. I think that he eventually, and, and the crew, what a grueling win. I mean, I, I, Mark, yeah, I don't know if you saw was, it, but. Uh, cut up. Even though he won by, you know, hitting him with elbows. I mean, if right, I but, the second round, but and then you know, Andrew got cut up a lot. <laughs> you saw yeah, but you know, his face was cut up. Yeah, but did you see how he lost? I mean, the crucifix. I mean, to lose. Yeah, yeah, that's what. I remember watching it. I'm like, damn, that was like. I mean, he could knock it out of that crucifix. That was like perfect. But I mean, even the winner, Daniel, his face was all like bashed up from the early from i guess from round one or whatever yeah he hit him with a really good shot and it was uh it was his left eye i guess it was a a good uh you know right hand that he that he caught him with yeah. and i think it cut him and it was kind of funny that uh daniel actually looked a little bit worse than than burns um 
but it was just like you said, it was the way he lost. I, I think the way he lost, it was like, wow, that's a really frustrating way to lose when you're in that position and you feel yeah. absolutely helpless. So I'm wondering if it was more because of exhaustion because I mean, I know he was in a crucifix, but it's not like if he had his back and he had his arm tied up with the legs. But I mean, I mean, a lot of people do do win by crucifixes. But I'm wondering if it was more exhaustion, or do you think it, it was he just couldn't do anything? What do you think? I think it was because of the exhaustion. I, I think it was, I think it was a combination. I think he knew he was getting hurt, and he just exhausted all every little bit of strength that he had to try to get out. And then eventually, he just his body probably just gave up, and he said, "That's it. I'm just going to get really, really hurt here. The next couple of punches is going to like, you know." really put me in so I think he uh I think he knew he was done I think every fighter knows when they're done you know they say oh you can you, you know I'll never give up you can break my arm I was like no people give up <laughs> they give up <laughs> there's always there's always something right yeah, yeah it, it's a lot different when you're in the ring yeah now let's talk about the next fight with uh Junior DeSantos and uh, uh Rose had, first off, I got I to gotta make a comment. What did you think of his mustache? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of just – I was thinking of uh, – who was that guy that looked like Tom Selleck in, in the yes. old UFCs? Who was yeah, his but name? He, I, I forget his name. Um, but he, yeah, was, he, was, he was small. Like, he was about 180, and then he blew up when he went to Pride. I just can't think of that guy. He, was, he trained under Mark Holman. Yep. Uh, you know who I'm talking about, right? I know exactly who you're talking about. And, I and can't think of his name right now. It's on the tip of my tongue right now, but he's he was an old timer. You know, he was you know back at the first couple of UFCs, but um, but I, I think yeah, he could have just shaved it. Like it's Don Fry. Know, Don Fry. That's Don Fry. That's right. That's right. I saw that, that mustache. I'm like, this guy looks like Don Fry in a porn movie. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that distracted I, me. I was actually paying more attention to his stash than the strike. But I mean, what do you what do you think of the fight? I mean, Rose struck. I mean, come on, the guy. I mean, he. I think that guy's gonna get. He's got to get a title shot soon. I mean, well, the he thing won, he, this guy was a former world champion. I mean, well, he's he's a kickboxer. He's a stand-up guy. And what happened was, I don't know if you remember, he fought Ngannou. Yeah. And he lost to Ngano in, and Ngano made, uh, it was like, uh, it was the reverse. Rosenstruck knocked out Junior Dos Santos once he got a clean shot. It was over. And Ngano did the exact same thing to Rosen, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rosenstruck, um, the exact same way. And I think that there's a difference in power. And I think that, um, and we've talked about this before. The medically, uh, going back to knockouts, they say that when you get knocked out, that you're more susceptible to getting knocked out quicker mm -hmm. the second time because yep. you're, you know, your insides, they, they go through trauma. So I think that, you know, Junior's been knocked out before. Yeah. I think that he, uh, yeah. And, and also, too, he was, I, I think you can also tell uh, the hesitancy of a fighter the um, uh, very, you know, th that cautious fighting. 
you know, Rosenstruck didn't seem like he was as concerned getting hit by Dos Santos as Dos Santos was with Rosenstruck. So I feel that uh, Junior probably respected his power a little bit more. And he, he kind of showed like he was a little bit more fearful to get hit than, uh, than Rosenstruck. So I felt that once he got hit, he kind of, you know, he was a little bit standing up too much. You know, when you're throwing a punch, you, you can't throw, you know, if somebody else throws a punch at you, you can't just run away or just stand up straight or just yep. power. Yeah. You got it. You got to have your eyes open. You got to slip. You got to move. You got to, <laughs> you know, and, and I just felt, felt that junior, I don't know, he's a little bit too cautious. So once he got hit, you know, it kind of took the fight out of him. And then it was a, actually a couple of short right hooks that were straight to the face and it was over. It was over kind of quick. Yeah. I mean, it was a good fight, but I, I, I just, I mean, it's kind of remember seeing DeSantis uh, on Ultimate Fighter. I kind of remember him being like, you know, he seems like a really nice guy. Seems oh, he's a super bit, nice he seemed, guy. seemed to be a little bit too nice to be in the UFC, like to be a fighter, right? But uh, I, I, You know what? There's been a lot of nice fighters, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of really, really great fighters that I just uh, liked very much. I mean, George St. Pierre for a really long time. Yeah, He's yeah, just a yeah. guy and, you know, and um, kind of leads into our next fight. I like Sean O'Malley. Uh, I can't wait to talk about that fight. Yeah, um, yeah. But one more but, time, do you think that Junior is done or do you think he's going to come back again? I, I hope that he just says, you know what? Uh, I'm kind of far away from a title shot. I mean, he had a couple good good punches in the fight. He looked in shape. But yeah. I just feel that I just feel that his time has passed, and there's there's no reason waiting another year or two and then losing a fight, winning a fight. I mean, if it's one thing, you know, sometimes you know fighters they just do it for the money and they're bored and they have nothing else in their life. But I mean, if you're someone that's on the level of Junior Sotan, Sotanto, uh, Dos Santos, I mean, you got family and gems, and you you got a name that you could do anything. You could open up. Uh, you could say it's. Uh, juniors, you can open up a burger joint, and everyone's gonna. This is the best burger in the world because it's Junior Dos <laughs> Santos. But yeah. he, I'm sure he could, you know, he could uh, open up a gym and have, you know, some sort of UFC gym or, or MMA gym, uh, you know, wherever he wants, and he'll be successful. I mean, he doesn't need to fight anymore. We know that. Yeah, I, I think those those brawls he had with Kane just took a lot out of him. Those those two matches he had with him. Now we get to the one that you really want to talk about, right? You got O'Malley in there. I like O'Malley. And, and, I, and he, I think he was undefeated going into this match, right? I think I'm not mistaken. Were both of them undefeated? I actually don't know if they were I, both I, I know. I'm pretty sure he was undefeated. I know that was the first time. I don't – just so everybody knows. He got knocked out. I think, what was that, the first round? Um. No, I think it was the second round, I think. No, I think, no, it's TKO. I think it was in the was first Was it the first round? round? Yeah. Yeah, I remember oh, being really first, quick, yeah. Because I thought it went to the second round, but I could be wrong. But yeah. um, you you do know what the injury was, right? They said it was his foot. They hit, like, well, here was the question. Joe Rogan even brought it up. Uh, not Joe Rogan. Um, former champ. What's his name that was speaking? Oh, uh. Dominic Cruz? Yeah, he was mentioning that he had an injury before, a foot injury, that he had to take time off before. So they don't know if he re if the injury came back or 
they don't I even know if it's the same foot, but it looked like when he fell, his, his foot went a weird way. Yes, I, I believe that it's the, same, it's the same injury. I don't know who he fought with the same injury, and I don't know if he lost that fight, but yeah. I do know that he was, uh, he was either he was either faking or going to go for a shot or whatever he was going to do, and when he went to step with his, I believe it's his right leg, when he stepped, his, it kind of, the foot, like the toes buckled inward, and he rolled over the ankle, and it was, it really, I think a lot of the yeah, pressure was on me. Yeah. And, and, then, and he tried to hide it, but I mean, you, you know, I'm sure that you've had those, those, you know, sometimes, you know, you just go to step something, step, you know, your knee buckles, or, or sometimes you go to throw a punch and your elbow buckles, or, you know, or your shoulder, you know, you get these little internal injuries and no one knows about it, but it's incredibly painful. And, you know, sometimes, you, you know, you wish that you can let everyone feel what you're feeling. Yeah. So this, they know I'm not faking this, you know, this really hurts. And I think that it would have been such an interesting fight because I, uh, I think Marlon Vera is very, very powerful and a very good yeah. fighter, but it would have been a really, really great fight if he didn't have this injury. But I would love to see this fight again. I would love for Sean yeah. O'Malley. Well, that, I believe, that was their second fight. That was the second fight between Marlon Vera and Sean O'Malley. Who won the first Maybe they'll have a trilogy. Well, what, what, did Marlon Vera win the first one? Uh, he lost by a controversial decision. Okay, so this was, yeah, so was a lot a of people fight. thought that he won the fight, but it went to the judges, and, and that's what happens. You leave it in the hand of the judges. So you never know. Maybe they'll have a trilogy. You know, I would I would love uh, to see it. Yeah, hopefully hopefully O'Malley heals up because he's he's a very uh, exciting fighter to watch. I like watching him fight. And now I we're on to the main event. Yeah, let's get you to it. You got to say about that. Uh, I got a decent amount to say about it. Um, I think that I think <laughs> something just as far as looks. Um, let's go to Daniel Cormier. Go ahead, tell me tell me how you felt uh, he looked. He looked a little heavy. He always looks heavy. Yeah, but he always looks heavy. He always Even looks, like I always say this, he looks, he does not look like the athletic beast that he is. He does not look like it. But, he does not. But he You're is. almost embarrassed losing to him. He, he's, he's, but he is. He's, he's a he's very a, athletic a, guy. And, yeah. uh, I do have to make this one comment before you get into your comments. I was actually surprised that he did not cry. Because he cries every time he loses. I mean, he's not. He's not I was actually surprised. And he gave the same I, I speech would, the last time I, he lost. So everybody knows he lost the fight. He lost the title fight, just so you guys know. But, and he kind of gave the same speech the last time they fought, except the last time he cried. So this time he didn't cry. But anyway, Zane, I digress. Well, um, I think, I think, um, I think, uh, which McCall, it was more, um, it was obviously much more definitive last time that he got, he got pounded on and they had to stop it. So that's why Stipe won. Yeah. And then the first one, so, so, you know, Daniel Cormier, you know, beat him down, boom, done. He, yes. he won the first one. Then Stipe beat him down, boom, won. But the thing is, Stipe, I think, was kind of losing the fight at first, and then he yeah. beat him down. Yeah. Now the third one, 
it was much more even. And it honestly could have went either way. But I think the only reason why they gave it to Stipe is between, with all the rounds, there was never, except for the second round when Stipe yeah, was on top, right? but there was never a time where either fighter was really in any danger. Yes, Cormier hit him more, I felt. Um, Might have landed some bigger shots, maybe 60-40, given you know, shot for shot, like who landed more and which were more devastating and who took who down more and stuff like that. But I, I can understand them giving it to Stipe because who knows what would have happened if that second round would have continued. You know, maybe... Oh, when he had him mounted? Yeah, because that. that looked bad. It looked bad. Yeah. And I, th I think the round saved him. Now, all, I, and the, I think the other thing is, like, Hmm. I think that the judges have in their head they you got to have like a in order to beat the champ you got to like really take it from him. I think so uh, too. That could be it. Um, but then again, it's it's not like Stipe is like John Jones. Like when John Jones had that one fight, I forget who it was. I think it was his last title defense or the one before oh. that. And people were saying it was kind of even. But then I'm like, yes, but if it's gonna be even, they're gonna give it to Jones because you got to prove that you really beat the champ and then the fact that John Jones has never lost the fight except for one disqualification um, right. it would have to be really decisive now in this case Stipe I mean he's lost before but I guess the, I guess you know in the judge's mind they saw something different maybe they did look at that one round in the second round that might have been it I don't I don't recall the uh, the judge's scorecard um, there were other times I think he had Cormier against the ropes before that, though, and Cormier was like kind of like stumbled. Um, yeah, he got back to his feet. So I don't know, maybe that that's what um, gave it away. But Cormier didn't really. Um, I don't know why he didn't. He didn't choose. He he used a little bit of his wrestling, but I think he did it more. I think the first round he got a takedown, if I'm not mistaken perfect single leg takedown um but then Stipe was able to get back up and I'm really surprised that he didn't try to wrestle him more I think he he should have done that more considering he's you know I think he was on the Olympic team or he almost made the Olympic team you know he's an Olympic level wrestler I think he should have done a lot more wrestling I mean I don't know that's my opinion you know I understand what you're saying um, I truly feel that there were a couple. There were definitely more than a couple of times that Stipe put him up against the up against the cage, and some people feel like, "Oh, look, he's controlling him." But Stipe really didn't do that much when he was up against the cage. And plus, when they broke half the time, Cormier was able to get like a good punch in. So I don't really, you know, there's like some sometimes judges or coaches they they feel that oh well this was an advantage and i'm like not really an advantage he, he controlled him and he, maybe because he kind of controlled him and set the pace you can say that but i don't know it, there wasn't any real damage he was just kind of holding him and um but and even cormier said that even cormier actually admitted he's like yeah he was able to hold me up against the fence and blah blah blah, blah. and i'm like so he didn't really do anything he was kind of if anything he was just kind of resting so but I do feel, you know, now thinking about it, I'm like, well, it was probably right. 
Number one, he was the champion already. Number two, he might have gotten hit more, but there was that second round, man. I have to say that that was the only time that, you know, you could say like, oh, I should have let that go. And he probably would have lost. Like, uh, my, my, that's where my money was. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Now, do you... Now, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say John Jones coming up to heavyweight, if that's actually going to come, you know, uh, come true. I think that that would be a very interesting fight. But also Ninganu. Yeah, I think that's is, who I was going to say. He should probably get the next matchup, right? I, I absolutely think that. Ngannou against Stipe, the rematch, Stipe is going to have a really hard time because I, I'm still not impressed by Stipe's punching. And I think if either, you know, when you look at Ngannou and Stipe, I think that Stipe would probably, if he was able to, uh, you know, stay off his back, if he was just for the next couple of months, just do nothing other than wrestling and just avoid the takedown, avoid the takedown, then he's got it made. That guy, no one hits like him. He knocks down heavyweights, big, strong heavyweights, like the middleweights. Like he slaps them. And it's like one shot. I'm talking like lifts you up, knocks you down. And like you're, you're in for like a month of a recovery after you get hit by him. Tyson's yeah. got nothing on him, man. I'm telling you, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's got to be worse than a Tyson punch. It's just like, just the crazy power that that guy generates is it's just amazing well hopefully we get that dream matchup all right all right zane so that's it for today appreciate you doing this uh, ufc recap with me hopefully we get to do another one real soon all right absolutely take care mark all right guys all right guys we'll be back after this short break Hey, what's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show. This is a coupon queen pen from the CQP Moments podcast, and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA show. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash MMA show and browse the unmasked selection of audio programs. Download a trial for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash MMA show. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original shows, news, comedy, and more from our leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. And if you need a book suggestion, I have two. One is called I Am a Survivor by Christina Ritorto, and the other one is written by me, Mark Ritorto, called The Cabal. The saga begins. Hey guys, just want to let everybody know that if you're looking for a good suspense thriller action novel, check out the book written by me, Mark Bashar, called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. If you go to my website now, Books, you can get an autographed signed copy for only $8 plus shipping. 
Again, go to www.retortofamilybooks.com. This is to all you parents out there. Are you looking for a great book for your child to read? Well, look no further. Christina Retorto has done it again by putting out a sequel to her first book in the Invisible Girl series. The sequel is called A Little Bit Louder. Get it now at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com or RetortoFamilyBooks.com. Again, the book is called A Little Bit Louder, written by Christina Retorto. Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything with Me podcast, and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate to his podcast for more amazing episodes. guys this is mark the shark retorto letting you know that you can visit my website www.markthesharkmmashow.com you can get our podcast episodes on there and you can also shop the swag get your hoodies get your t-shirts get your hats it's all on there for both men and women we do not discriminate go out there and check it out www.markthesharkmmashow.com All right, guys, you can keep up to date and see what's going to happen with the show by following us on our social media pages. You can follow us on Facebook at Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark with a C and not a K. And that's on Twitter at Mark BJJ Fighter. Again, that's Mark with a C and not a K. And, of course, on Instagram at Mark underscore Retorto. That's Mark, M-A-R-C underscore Retorto, R-I-T-O-R-T-O. Keep up to date and follow us. All right, guys, we're at the end of our show. This is Mark Retorto. I'm signing off. And don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page. It's called The Mark the Shark MMA Show. And it's Mark with a C, not a K. And also, feel free to leave us messages by using the Anchor app. And also, don't forget, if you look in a mood for a good action thriller book, to buy my book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. It's available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. And if you need a good book for your kid, get the I Am Survivor book or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter, Christina Retorto, also available on Barnes and Noble and Amazon.com. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you.